Greetings and welcome to Jesse I Interviews. I'm Jesse I and I'm producing this podcast on the unceded lands of the Wurundjeri Woi Wurrung people of the Kulin Nation in the city of Nam, aka Melbourne, Australia. I acknowledge this at the beginning of every episode as I believe it's important to pay respect to the people who have managed and cared for these lands for thousands of years and I believe it is important for modern day Australia to remember this and always be conscious of the black history that white Australia has. This episode takes us back to 2004, when vintage Jamaican singer Owen Gray came to Melbourne to perform with the Melbourne Scar Orchestra. I've taken this direct from an old recording of my radio show, then known as Chantdown Babylon, where I spoke to Owen live to air. I actually hadn't ever listened back to this, but I always remembered it as an enjoyable one, and I think it does hold up really well. It's another one of those rare opportunities to speak to somebody who was really there for the birth of Jamaican music, and I think this one is worth a listen purely to hear his explanation of how exactly Scar and Rocksteady both came about. I've left in some of the music I played on the day, around and between the interview itself. Feel free to send me a message and let me know what you think of this format for these sort of interviews that are taken from radio. You can link me on any of my social media profiles, which are in the show notes, or just email me at jesse at chantdown.com. So here we go. Jesse I interviews Owen Gray in the studios of PBS FM in October 2004. Each day I love you more and more Cause I'm the one who makes you dearer than before How wonderful you are And thanks for the happiness You've given me so far And all the joys I hope there'll be For one so loved by me Girl, oh yeah, yeah I just can't find more words to say
down Babylon the sounds of Owen Gray on a Studio One 7 inch we just heard every day I love you more a beautiful beautiful tune there and we're going to be having Owen Gray in here live in the studio very very soon going to get into a bit more of his music in the meantime but I should say before Owen Gray Tapazuki with a great tune play Praise Jar in Gladness that one from the CD Peace in the Ghetto out on the Frontline label before that Ken Booth on a Jackpot 7 inch You're No Good and right now, 25 minutes away from four, you're listening to Jesse I at PBS, 84151067 is the number. Going to go now to an early, early one from Owen Gray. In fact, a single that's actually uh, regarded as one of his breakthroughs, recorded for Chris Blackwell, who of course was to go on to establish Island Records and uh, major, major international success with Bob Marley, of course. But this is an early recording back in the R&B days, even pre-Scar a tune called Please Don't Let Me Go and you can find this one on a new double CD compilation out on the Trojan record label Shook Shimmy and Shake Owen Gray a nice one now a little bit of pre-reggae history for you early Jamaican music on PBS FM
106.7 PBS FM, Chant Down Babylon with Jesse I and the sounds of the great Owen Gray there. Beautiful tune called Bongo Natty, one of the old classics. And right now we're very honoured to have the man himself, Owen Gray, in the studios of PBS. Thank you for joining us here today. And thank you for having me here, Melbourne. You're very, very welcome. Because tonight is going to be one of the big nights. For real, for real. It's very rare that we get anybody of your caliber down here, any of the bona fide reggae legends. Not too many people have come down here, so you're really breaking new ground and, and giving us a history lesson from the early days. Yes, because um, you know I've been waiting for a long time to come to this city mm. because I've been seeing the city on television and judging by both like Sydney and um, the rest of Melbourne, I think, is the place. You never know, I may come here to live. <laughs> Find myself a nice woman and cycle down here. Well, uh, hopefully uh, you have plenty to choose from tonight. I always like to, um, to start all my interviews at the beginning with a bit of background. Maybe you could tell the listeners where, where you were born, what life was like for you growing up there. Well, I was born in um, a countryside, you know, sentence, right. money. But I came to Kingston when I was like three and a half years right. old. So you right. grew up in the big city. So I grew up in the big city amongst the big bad bulls, mm. you know, and the lions and the tigers, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Where I was living in, uh, in Kingston is, was in Trenchtown, which they call Concrete Jungle. Mm. But in that time, things was, you know, a bit tough, but still not tough as tough. Right. Survival mm. is a must. Mm. And um, I've survived. Obviously, you're looking very well. Thank you very much. So maybe you could tell us about the, um, the early days of the music business, because, of course, you started recording even before ska music was the music of the day, right? Yes, I did. Um, I started from um, 1957. Right. I was the first. So basically, as, as, old as, um, as old as music has been recorded in Jamaica, you've been there from the start. I've been there from the start. Right. Because from the old music from Ska, uh, Rocksteady, Blue Beat, to Reggae, you know, those things has been, you know, focus in my mind as time goes by. Right. Step by step. The music goes step by step. Mm. And the music, them time was great. And even now they are greater. <laughs> well, what actually was it that made you become interested in them? How did you start singing? Well, um, I wouldn't say from parental point because my mom, she was uh, singing in a choir. Yep. She used to play keyboards too and things like that. And um, But going to school and while going to school, you know, all different kind of music and things like that, grow up amongst it and... Um, listen, learn, you know, get my little education so I could read and write. And um, when I was like uh, eight years of age, I started to pioneer around sound systems, mm. listening, because um, we used to have sound system in our area. Right, because of course sound systems have been around in Jamaican music even before there was local Jamaican music playing American tunes and so forth. Because really the first uh, sound system that I've listened to, it's a man called, um, not white, you know. He had this little shop 
And he used to have all these little triangle boxes outside his shop, and he's playing all them blues from America, way down blues from New Orleans, mm -hmm. and, and all the things. And he, I used to, you know, stop by as a kid and listen to the song, you know. And sometimes he used to, little boy, get home to your mom and things like that, you, but you want to hear, you know. So when I grow up, reach like 15, you know, I start pop my style, you know, mm. right? And um, then I started in contest, uh, this man called V. Jones. He is, or he was, because he's no way around now, mm. the artist like my caliber, we used to go in contest. It's called Hapajinti Hawa. Right. So we're singing against to be. And unfortunate, you know, the first time I went on stage and, you know, I go straight through to the finals and won the final. Wow. Because I used to sing songs of Little Richard, James Brown. I used to sing blues. Mm -hmm. But the first song I sang on stage is a gospel okay. by Mahela Jackson called It Is No Secret right. What God Can Do. Right. Well, um, these days, um, singers always or often sing specials for sound systems, talking about the particular sound system, but you were singing about Coxon's Downbeat way before any of that, right? In the early days uh, well, on the beach. Well, that's the world first sound system sound special. System special. I've made the first Sound System special. I've made the first Blue Beat record. I've made the first album as a Jamaican artist. And there's many things more mm. to come. Well, one thing I'd like to ask you about is um, the evolution of the music from the from the early R and B um, into the to when it be really became ska. Because a lot of people say, how, ask how did ska come about? And there's different um, different opinions. Some say that uh, one one theory I've heard was that the radio broadcast from New Orleans came in and sort of chopped in and out, and that helped give it that. But then I've heard it's Mento and R and B. I'd like to ask you, as man that was there. Recording mm. through all these times, how did, how did you see Scar coming about? Scar is from a way of talking. Right. That's where the Scar comes from. Because we have people who talk, and the man says, Oh, man, those kind of, you know, the stutter is a stuttery. Is a stuttery thing, you mm. know, and it's well. I studied it anyway. Right, stuttery. I studied stuttery. You understand what I mean? And uh, it's like one day, I sit down on my step in the yard, you know, and uh, you know, I don't want to think about. Uh, huh, 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 and uh, I work it down. So I went to um, Coxon. Mm -hmm. I went to Coxon. I says, uh, I feel a different, um, <clears throat> sorry, I feel a different kind of spirit in this kind of music. He says, like what? I says, the way it's to sound. Right? And he said, oh, you got And I said, hm, 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 hm. And 
he called his he, he called his girlfriend, right? And he says, just listen to this and tell me what you think about it. So she didn't realize that it was a new sound coming to town. And rehearsal, we just going and triton. I used to play keyboard, which I still okay. do, you know. And skang is like skanging, skang, skang. And then you have this guy called Jerry, guitarist. Mm -hmm. You know, he started cutting and cutting and cutting. And it's just all a formation of... And Studio One was the first one, really, who started doing the scan. Studio One. Studio One. Right, the foundation studio for so many music. Yeah. What about Rocksteady? I know um, Studio One was instrumental there as well, but also yeah. Treasure Island was a big studio for the Rocksteady. Yes. Rocksteady uh, is a, like a, a, a dance. Mm -hmm. It's a dance. Right. So we all focus again. And doing the beat in a slower way, you know, and put a dance to it. Right. There's a bit more room to move inside the beats of Rocksteady. More, more room, as you said. Right. More room, you know. And it built up from there and we started writing songs, you know. Mm -hmm. and because so you have like this guy, uh, this two says, uh, feel the beat, you off your feet, move and groove. Yes, my friend. Right, and they call it the musical, the the, the musical major, mm. because it go ding, do 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 and that rhythm has become a big rhythm in Jamaica, even up until now, because you have like a guy called Beres Hammond now. Yeah. That had used that rhythm. All it does is just build a, a new rhythm, build around it, but it's the same thing going. You understand what I mean? Mm. And he said, I'm standing in my way. You understand what I mean? Yeah. And then I made a version of that called I'm standing in his way. Right. My, because my version go, think about things when things was fine. Never ever thought you'd have blew my mind. Thought you know me well to understand. Shouldn't take a chance with a one dance man. Hold me, squeeze me. You love me, baby, don't leave me. Hold me, squeeze me. You love me, darling, don't leave me. Forget about the one dance man. I said, the one dance man. I said, forget about the one dance man. He's looking for a one night stand. <laughs> you yes, know, and respect. that was, you know, the same, the same rhythm, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah. Move and groove and, oh, doctor, come to meet my patient. You know, those kind of rhythm. You, yeah. you, you put songs. So, like one rhythm, you have like a thousand songs. Mm. On that wrong rhythm, yeah, and of it, various different artists, and the and Studio One rhythms particularly are the ones that studio, keep coming back. And it's a Studio One and Studio One and Studio One and Studio One become the biggest Studio One. Mm. Well, uh, of course, as well as recording in Jamaica at that time, you also moved to England in the late sixties. Is that right? Yeah, I went to England in nineteen sixty-two. Right, oh, the early sixties. In the early, that's the early sixties, right, right. and even then, because I became Jamaica number one in nineteen sixty. Same and. 
even when I left Jamaica, but I still go in and coming out of Jamaica. I don't mm. leave out Jamaica right. because I've got my house in Jamaica, but I don't live in Jamaica. Okay, do you still have a house there today? It's still there because right. my family still lives there, you know. Right. Whenever it needs a little bit of touch-up, you know, <laughs> I get a touch-up, you know, but it's right. still there, still firm, standing, you know, because it's up Zion. It's a place called Rock Hall. Whereabouts is that on the island? That, that that's uh it's it, it's around um twelve miles f- from Kingston. Okay. You go Red Hills and then you start in going up the hill. Right, right. And when you get on the rock, you're at the hall. Sounds nice. It's really nice up there. So how did you find it living in, in England after moving from Jamaica? Obviously, you had a lot of success in England as well, so it wasn't like you uh, you moved from Jamaica and had to start all over in England. You were a, a big hit there from the start as well, right? Well, apparently, apparently, what happens, how I really go to England, right, is through my brother. Because my second brother left around like 1961. Yeah, and he went there. But... At the time in Jamaica, I didn't knew that my records was coming to England. Right. So when he came and he surveyed the different places where he used to live in Brixton, there was a man who had two record shops, one sell pop record and one sell Blue Beach record. Mm-hmm. And he went and introduced himself as my brother. And there was, you're right, and he asked if. He has got a record of, he says yes, because when I came here, what I found out is that a company named Starlight in England, those were the people Chris Blackwell was doing business with. Okay. Because I was recording with Chris Blackwell too. Mm-hmm. Because if you remember, my first um, record I did for Chris Blackwell was Please Don't Let Me Go. Right, we actually played that just before about 10 minutes before you came okay, in. There you go. And that was the, that was the first record for... R&B, because right. his business was R&B, rhythm and blues. Mm. Yes, and um, introducing the late Jackie Edwards, too. Right. You know, powerful voice, melodic, mm. sweet voice. But apparently, you know, he's not around anymore. Sad. Mm. As Otis Redding says, the good died young. Yes. You know what I mean? So, um... I'm still glad that I'm still here by the help of the Father, by the help of the people, by the help of my family who loves me dearly. I know my fans love me too. I know the girls love me too. (laughs) I love the girls because I've grown up amongst girls and I love girls and I want to see some nice girls because I am looking a nice Australian girl. <laughs> I'm sure you'll meet plenty tonight. We might just go to a, a song now and then come back and uh, and say goodbye for now anyway. This is a uh, one that I believe you recorded after coming back from England. Um, it's a tune called Give a Helping Hand, done with Bunny Lee, yeah. Striker Lee. Yeah. What yeah. can you tell us about uh, about this period in your recording? Oh, that period was fine. I must give thanks and praise to Bunny Lee because Bunny Lee is a great producer. Right. What, what, what I um, admire about Bonnie Lee is that he listens to voices and he lays rhythms for that voice. Because when Johnny Clark 
Move Out of Babylon, mm-hmm. I wrote a song for Johnny Clark. Right. Yes, I did. A big, big hit for him, wasn't it? It was a big hit in England, you know. And it's a good payday for me. Right. Because it's go to the publishing, you understand? Right, me? right. Right. And so many and Jamaican producers didn't do things the proper no, way. And this is it, you know. A lot of, a lot of uh, artists and musicians in Jamaica, which, you know, there's a lot out there for them. But the producers don't say, unless they start traveling mm. to find out things for themselves. But producers don't come back and say, well, you tune myself a thousand or whatever, anything like that, you know. They give you the bulls, you know. Mm. They give you the bulls. But I always control certain side of it. Because since I've left Jamaica, I'm in the publishing business. Mm. I joined the publishing. Because right. you didn't have that in Jamaica. Right, right. So that's how Jamaican musicians and artists been held back from the producers. Right. Well, we're going to hear this too now, and then we'll come back with more of Owen Gray. You're on PBS FM 106.7. The number is 8415-1067.
the sounds of the great Owen Gray, a great tune called Give a Helping Hand on the Striker Lee label. And of course, Owen Gray is performing tonight with the Melbourne Scar Orchestra at the Gershwin Room in the Esplanade Hotel. Tickets are 25 bucks if you're in suit and tie, otherwise it's $30 at the door. It's going to be a great one. Not only do we have the amazing Melbourne Scar Orchestra, 25 pieces, plus a lot of guests, Ben Peters, Timothy Neal, Kylie Aldist, support from Bustamento and uh, Mohair Slim will be spinning some tunes with I and I. But of course, we have Owen Gray performing tonight. Are you looking forward to this one, Owen? Very much so. I'm looking for many, many things tonight. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been to rehearse a little bit the band today. A fine piece of musicians right. they are. Very, very my style. Uh-huh. You know, and it's going to be even better tonight for them because it's more to give. Right. Because they're all, all along, you know, all along the line they are there, you know. And um, when you hear good music, oh... People, come out, please. Mm. Just come out, because if you don't come out, I don't know when you're going to see me again, you know. So you make hay while... Lamp and your lighters. Even your flick lighters. Travel with the flick lighters and light your lamp. Surprises. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. Well, I'll have mine, I promise you that. <laughs> well, you better do. So what sort of, um, obviously with, with um, decades of Jamaican music experience to draw on, what sort of material do you think you're going to sing tonight? Will you be going back to the really early things? I'm going back to the roots. Right. I'm going back to the roots. Big, big people music. Big people music, you know, right back to the roots. You know, probably in the next time, I'll, you know, I'll do things uh, the present, mm-hmm. you know, because I do music like the present part, because I'm, I'll tell you something too. I'm doing gospel too. Right. Because I've got five segments of gospel record out, volume one to five. Okay. You know, yep. and gospel. So, um, well, if that's where you started with the, the first tune of the Talent a, Quest. Yeah, then. that's where, right, because my first, uh, my, my first uh, gospel album started with uh, It Is No Secret What God Can Do. Mm-hmm. You understand? And um, what I'm going to do is Lloyd him, you know, send over some to Lloyd and he can distribute them mm-hmm. in a way of because they're good. People need this kind of songs and this kind of a record around them, gospel. Mm. You know? You got to have you got to have father in your soul, you know? Mm. Let's say will die alone. You know what I mean? Got to have father in your soul, right? I believe in God. I'm not going around to tell people I'm a Christian, right? My Christianity is within me. Right, right. My church is within me. I go to the house of congregation where people congregate to hear other people's views. And I sing and praise all day long. Right. Wherever I go, wherever what state. Because tomorrow I want to find a church and go sing hallelujah. You understand? Right. So... I'm surrounded by not only all kind of a music that has been doing from decades. This is important for everyone. And still you don't have to go there. You can do it right in your home. Say a little prayer. Mm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads at me beside still waters, he restoreth my soul. 
He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For thou art with me, the rod and the staff has comforted me. This kindness. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me, you and the rest of the people in the world. Let's live in the house of the Father. Thank you. Yes, King. Well, that's a that's a really nice place to leave things. But of course, we don't have to leave it for too long because of the big show happening tonight at the ESPY in the Gershwin Room. You can catch Owen Gray there with the Melbourne Scar Orchestra and a whole wealth of guests. But right now, I want to say a very, very special thank you to Owen Gray for joining us here in the studios of PBS. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you with us. And thank you for the honor and having me here. And Australia, I will be back. <laughs> And that's for a cert. I will be back. So right now, I want to say to all your mams and dads and cats and kitten guys and dolls out there now that listen to this program, make sure you come in your dancing shoes. You come in your little tilly, little, little, little short skirt because we're going to skate out and come tonight. Enjoy yourself. Bring your friends. Leave your boyfriends be home because... I don't want no girls with no girl. I don't want no girls with no man. I don't want no girls with no man. I want a girl for me that she understand. You know what I mean? So boom it out tonight. You know, so hold tight and I'll be back. Come tonight. Enjoy yourself. Way under. Thank you very much. Yes, maximum respect, Owen Gray. You're on PBS FM. joining me live on PBS back in 2004. For the record, he never did make it back to Australia, but he is still alive, so I guess there's still hope. I have no idea if he managed to find himself a girl that night, though. That's it for this one. Shout out to the Patreon patrons, whose contributions helped me recently cover another year of hosting costs. Big up to the Don Armageddon time. I think I need to make another mix for you, my bro. And also to Empress Ivory, Tom Tanaki, and DJ Pablito. Thanks for listening and eyes is every time.